A child craves independence. His crave for independence, arguably his craze for independence, is so deep as he seeks to release himself from what he sees as the squelching, smothering influence of his parents. That he will sometimes portray his parents' loving gestures in a negative light and perceive his parents' gestures in a negative light. Mama's warm, sweet porridge, he says, is bitter, stale, and undesirable. This can be traced vis-a-vis Claudius Roll in our parsha. As Claudius Roll experiences frustration... The land is oh so close. Eretzisrola is oh so close. But yet remains barred from them. They lose patience. And they complain about the mun. Scrumptious as the mun is. They complain and they call it lechem haklokel. Messed up bread. They complain about one of the greatest virtues of the mun. The fact that the mun did not come with waste product. It was totally nutritional in character. There was, there was no unwanted elements with, to excrete. But they say, hey, you see, we are not consuming this bread properly because this bread is messed up. It is easy to look at Claudia Cyril as a bunch of ingrates here. How do you spurn Hashem's kindness, Hashem's man this way? But the answer is, they want to be free. They want to enter Eretz Yisrael. Well, they, they will have the independence of earning their own keep. It is specifically due to that frustration which the Chumash highlights that they are complaining about the mon, they are complaining about Hashem's intervention, Hashem's loving care and concern, which characterizes the early, earlier phase, their phase in the desert, before they are ready to enter the land, when they are experiencing national childhood, the gestation of Jewish identity in the Midbar. But you see, like the adolescent, like the developing adult, they're ready to move on. They're ready to enter the land. And therefore, suddenly, Hashem's loving kindness, the mun, is portrayed as unwanted. Now, this sort of struggle, adolescent type of struggle for independence and the spurning of the parent or of Hashem, which comes with it, is a dynamic which goes all the way back to Gan Eden. In Gan Eden, it was paradise, quite literally. Adam and Chava had it made. Why would they want to change the status quo? Well, believe it or not, some of Farsham understand that they ate the eight Hadas Tovarah because they wanted to leave paradise. The Eight Hadas Tovarah gave them a different, more intense level of free choice, having to make their own decisions in life, as the Ramban writes. Unlike previously in Kanadan, when everything was clear, when Hashem's light illuminated their path, 
They desired independence, the independence of free decision-making, so deeply. They wanted Hashem to retreat from them. And therefore, they gave up on paradise. They spurned Hashem's bracha in a desire to strike out on their own. This understanding of paradise lost, spurning the paradise provided by the parent in this crazed quest for independence, can be traced and correlated directly to our story of Klal Yisrael in their complaint about the month. Because notice as the story continues how Klal Yisrael is punished for their complaints about the man. They are attacked by a bunch of poisonous snakes, vipers. Now the snake, which has so visceral, primal imagery in our consciousness, going back to Gan Eden, when it was the Nachash which led Adam and Chava astray, leads us to believe there is a connection between Claudius Yosef's complaint about the man and the tale of old, when man was led astray by the Nachash. Indeed, Rashi explains this snake, these snakes, these vipers striking Bnei Yisrael here, in connection with the Nachash of Ganeiden. And Rashi explains it on a very surface level. Rashi explains either because they spoke Lashon Hara when they slandered the Mon, they were therefore struck by a Nachash akin to Nachash and Ganeiden who spoke Lashon Hara against Hashem, or Rashi explains because they didn't appreciate the multiple tastes, the quality of the man to taste like all sorts of things, they were struck by a snake who's unable to taste the variety of tastes. We know the Nachash eats from the dirt of the earth. That was the punishment which the Nachash received after a Tadas. So on all different levels, Rashi is drawing the comparison between the snakes and our story and the snake of Ganeiden. But Rashi is explaining it on, on a very prati, on a very specific level. Mida connect and mida measure for a measure. Olash and Hara connection between the snake and our story. A taste issue and a connection to the snake of old who now only eats from the dirt. But I would suggest that on a deeper level. Rashi's connections to the snake of old are symptomatic of a core connection to the Eitz resurfacing here. Indeed, as we are explaining, Klal Yisrael's turning the blessing of the man on its head and portraying it as bitter rather than sweet as it truly was is much like the Eitz is much like Adam and Chava's drive, willingness to throw away paradise, all in a craze for independence, to do this one themselves with Bechira, with free will. And this understanding, this connection between our story and the Yetzadas becomes even more powerful when we realize just how multifaceted it is. For starters, the phenomenon 
of Mon Minashamayim. Hashem's providence granting Parnassah rather than the next phase of entering the land when they will have to earn their keep. This is what Gan Eden and Prich Eitz is all about. In Gan Eden, they were solely provided for by Hashem. There was no curse of Bezeas Apecha Tochalachem. With the through the sweat of your brow, you will have to earn your keep. It is quite clear that in the period in the desert. Hashem was conceptually bringing them back to Ganeitan, the pre-dynamic of providence straight from Hashem. It was truly a, a paradise of sorts. Moreover, the, ca- the quality of the mun which they complain about, in that it has no waste product, in that it is totally nutritional, is itself a reverberating echo back to Kanaitan. Because we know that Reb Chaim Velazhner explains in Pirkei Avos, in his Pirish to Pirkei Avos, that the whole notion of excretion and waste is a charitadas phenomenon. In the more perfect, idyllic world of Prietadas, food was totally nutritional. There was no element of unwanted quality. Things were untainted. Food was untainted. The gastronomical process was pristine. So here, the phenomenon about the mun which they're complaining about, there is no waste product, is so clearly a spurning of Ghanaian-like conditions. On so many levels, this is a Cheritatas take two. And therefore, how powerful, how visceral the imagery, now that they are attacked by snakes, by vipers, echoing back to the Nachash of old. Their deed is as corrosive, as vicious, as the Eitz Hadas, with the evil Nachash, the evil viper of old. The takeaway lesson is as follows. Just as the mature child learns balance, learns that along with his natural drive to find himself, he can still respect his parents, appreciate his parents, and be the beneficiary of his parents' love and what they have to offer him. There's a way to bring together parental care, the appropriate parental care as it evolves from the super intervention towards a baby to the more retreated role of a young adult. But there's a way to integrate that with the quest to find oneself and make decisions. And this is what we must do with Hashem as well. Hashem wants us to utilize our intelligence to make decisions, to pursue life. But in conjunction with welcoming his care, with welcoming his providence. This is the great partnership between Hashem and man, which we are aspiring to. So the great tensions of the maturation process, which we all experience at home, raising our young 
ones, our adolescents, our young adults, is really the story of the Jewish people. Always living in this tension with Hashem. Always struggling with the question and the acceptance. I can be me. I can have a sense of self. And yet at the same time, benefit from the loving gestures of a parent. A child can eat his mother's warm porridge and be warmed by her love and then go out with strength to accomplish, to blaze his own path over the course of the day. And we can do the same with Hashem. Appreciate his brachas, his loving care, his concern, his mun, as it were, his ganeitan, as it were, and then be strengthened to blaze our own path, to make our own decisions, spiritually sustain decisions, spiritually inspire decisions, but decisions which we will own as our own.